By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? What is going on, guys? I am jacked up doing my own intro this week because why? Episode 20 of, you guessed it, 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy, and you know why you're here. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health through insight and personal stories. I am just so glad to be here with number 20. 20 Tim Minutes, episode 20, what are we going to do? I don't know. Just kidding. I have plans for it this time. A lot of people uh, were saying that I was pretty down on myself for the last episode and they enjoyed it. So maybe I should be more depressed every week and keep you guys entertained. But I thank you for all the kind words and everyone picking me back up. It was really nice. After I got my sleep, I was great. But anyway, I want to kick off this episode. Thank you to my people at Vinyl Disorder with the stickers they made me. If you want to get one, go to my website at 20timminutes.com. That's 20timminutes.com. I got my two logos. I got my dogs. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it's tough because of the glare. But you get the gist of it. Go get them on my website, 20timminutes.com. Vinyl Disorder. If you need stickers made, go to their website. They got 60% off going on right now. And they're pretty good quality. I really like them, to be honest with you. They're uh, they're not rinky-dink, so if you got one already, then you know how legit they are. And speaking of legit, this is the first time I'm wearing my own shirt. And I'll tell you, these things are more than legit. Everyone that's gotten one has loved the quality of it. So shout out to Hemlock Inc. for helping me out and getting some high-quality shirts made. If you haven't gotten yours yet, let me know. I have a couple sizes left. But... I got some new designs in the works, so hopefully you buy those. I also have hats left. I thought those were going to be hot cakes, but they're turning into cold cakes. So let me know if you want one uh, for some monies. I'm going to hop into this, but I want to give some thanks to the 19 people or 18 people. Yeah, because I did the first one. The 18 people that did an intro for 20 Tim minutes. Shout out to my wife, Lindsay. My buddy Mike Campanella with Pex Fitness, the beautiful and lovely Vanessa Spica, Gracie and Vince from Love Brain, my peeps, my mom, who I can't listen to that episode because she makes me cry every day, one of my best friends, aka the Zoom Town, Ryan McHugh, my best friend in the whole world, Duffy, sculpted by Adrian, go check her out, she'll get you in shape, my man, whoop whoop, Caleb, creator of the Appetizers LLC and Professional Gabber. My man, Matt West, shout out to West Moves, Craig Lewin, Endurance Swimming, guy is a sweetheart, love that guy. Homegirl, Daniel Cote, Northern Produced, Southern Seduce, nailed it that time. Beck Scoose, the potato lady, you can see the painting or drawing she made for me in the corner. Haley with Podcast 27, my, my uh, mental health sister. That dude, that guy, that guy amped. Holler at my boy Amped. And Julene, it goes down in the PM. D- no, PM, not DM, because it doesn't go down in the DM. And Rachel Rosan, who just uh, recently helped me with my postpartum uh, info. Not my postpartum, but me learning about postpartum. I meant to say this on the episode, and uh, it, it doesn't do with anything, but there's that awkwardness for, I think for anybody I'm very pro, like, if you want to breastfeed in public, go for it. I don't care. Like, well, I do care. I, like, 
I care for you in a positive way, but it doesn't affect me. Like, do what you want to do. But it's one of those things you do like a double take and you don't mean to because you don't see it every day. So you got to like, just do it quick. It's it's bad when you start gawking. Anyone that gawks at somebody, I was talking to uh, somebody that helped me out with the postpartum as well. And I, I asked him about that. I was like, how awkward is it when people stare and they're like, it's the worst. But it's like when I'm in the gym and some guy doesn't have his pants on and I'm like trying not to break eye contact with him because I'm like, should I look at his dick? Okay, no, don't look at it. So it's kind of in the same ballpark. So women, if you see me glance over twice, it's like one of those things that my brain can't get adjusted to. So I apologize in advance. But anyway, so today's episode, I'm going to run through this list because I'm going to keep this for 20 minutes. My friends over at Gamers Watch Podcast, shout out to Harry. He literally sounds like the guy from Parks and Recs when he goes over to England and like plays with them. Andy plays with them. I told him when I come out there, that's what we're going to be. But shout out to Gamers Watch Podcast. Good friends of mine on the internet. Made a lot of internet friends. They're all good. So I'm going to go over 20 things that define me as a human being. They're pretty broad, but I'm going to go into them with uh, a little bit of detail. So... Let's start it off. I'm going to try to do one minute each. I didn't put my alarm on, so fuck it. Let's see what happens. Already five minutes into this episode. 20 10 minutes, never 20 minutes. Holler at your boy. Number one, make it easy, life. We're all born into this game. We didn't ask for it, but here we are. Uh, I had a little trouble as a kid. Had seizures, almost drowned, um, and just surviving. Uh, I always got hit by a car one time. I don't tell people about that, but it was real Final Destination-ish. So I feel bad for the next guy that either dodged it or died, but I am sorry, but I had to survive. I I did the old take a step forward, look left and right, but I didn't look left again, and I just like sidestep back like I was doing a step back jumper. (sighs) So yeah, um, it's easy. Life in general, giving me life is the way that this whole thing started where I am, 35, Tim McCarthy. January 16th, 1986, I'm a Capricorn. Don't know what that means, but I know I am a GOAT because I am the GOAT of 20-minute podcast that focuses on mental health hosted by a guy named Tim. That is me. I am very jacked up, and I didn't take my medication yet. So, life, live it, love it, go enjoy yours. Number two is death. Not all these are going to be great because not everything is Rainbows and butterflies, even though I, I don't really see butterflies as much as I see rainbows, which is kind of weird enough. But death. Um, I think experience death at a young age is good. Um, I remember like when my great-grandmother died at a young age. I, I knew what death was. I don't remember when I started to realize what death was. But you earn that, is it empathy? Where um, just the sadness, it, it takes over. It makes you like a strong person. And dealing with death at a dead... Uh, a young age is, uh, I think is good in a way as fucked up as that sounds. You got to get that sadness out and know how to deal with it when you're older. Even when like pets die, man, I had a black lab named Sydney when I was a kid and I had to pick her up to put her in the uh, car and we had to go put her down. And that was like one of the worst experiences of my life. So if you have young kids, get an animal, just get an animal, have them love it. And Teach them about death because that was a big moment for me and my love for animals. And my anxiety now is anytime I'm walking my dog, Fanny, I just think the leash is going to break off and she's going to run into the street and a car is going to run over every time. Every time I walk her now. I have even told Lindsay this. Lindsay's going to text me right now after I said that. I, I can't do it. I, I just have all these envisions of death. 
I used to be really fucked up when I was depressed and I would, and this is crazy. I would be on Reddit. <clears throat> it's called uh, watch people die. And yeah, it's pretty much what the uh, subreddit was. Um, I was obsessed with death for a while and, uh, it's obvious, but the way I was, um, yeah. So number three is, uh, just family, the people you grow up with my, um, my mom, best friend, and the, she shaped me the way I am. She made me goofy, uh, tried to be the life of the party, center of attention, my taste in music, loved to dance, my humor, get it all from my mom, and then my older sister, my older brother, and my younger brother. I, uh, they were my audience growing up, and they uh, always laughed at me, and it was, um, it was good. It was good, you know? Trying to not get emotional on this motherfucker. Um, but yeah, growing up in my family, it was great. Uh, we had a big uh, age gap. So I'm 35. My sister is 45. Sorry, Melissa. My brother is six years older than me, so 41. And then my younger brother is 25. So we are spread out. Melissa, Bill, Tim, and Andrew. Uh, I always tell people my mom was conceived on the red line. And if you don't know what that is, there's a train system in Boston. Massachusetts fucking, I don't know, transit association, but I got my Massachusetts hat on, MBTA, shout out my siblings. I never really fought my siblings too much. I think it was because of the age age gap, but I've always looked up to my uh, my sister and brother. My Me and my older sister are a lot alike in the sense that we love attention and we're just fucking awesome. And then my other two brothers are just very quiet to themselves, but they laugh a lot. And uh, I just love, I just love them so much. So family, number three, Number four, these are kind of all basic, but it, it definitely shapes my life, is friendships. I've always been super loyal to my friends. And um, if you're somebody right now that I haven't talked to in a while that uh, I'm friends with or you thought we were friends, I still think about you. Um, it's funny. I was texting people recently about old friends from like middle school. It's like, hey, do you remember this person? Like randomly. I always love getting those texts from people. So I try to do it too of like just random memories of like throughout the day. Like I'll text somebody and be like, dude, you remember this one time uh, we were at a party and someone asked for a bowl to smoke weed in. And this chick brought back a cereal bowl. And I've never laughed so hard in my fucking life watching that happen. Like you can't even write that. She came out with a fucking cereal bowl. People had bags of weed. Like, Hey, can you get me a bowl? She's like, definitely got you. Came out with a fucking cereal bowl. That's one of the funniest things. And then losing friendships out of that is uh, is a tough pill to swallow. I I grew up with like this close group of friends, and, and and you drift apart not in bad ways. Like people just start families and move on, or they get sick of you in one way or in another. And uh, it's a tough thing to to deal with because I never like getting older. But I always appreciate my friends. I always think about my friends, and hopefully they're doing good. If you haven't heard from me in a while or vice versa, reach out, shoot me a text. I always love catching up with people. Or if you want to be friends, shoot me a message and I'll be a friend because I could use a lot of them. Um, what was that? Number four? Number five, video games. Um, I had speech problems as a kid because of my seizures, so it took me a while to speak properly. As you can probably tell that I don't know how to speak properly now. I entered a video game competition when I was younger. First off, uh, the first word I could say was Nintendo, straight up. NES was my jam. So my confidence was pretty low as like a child. So my mom entered me in a video game competition for Nintendo down at the corner video game rental place <laughs> in Howes Neck, Massachusetts. And it was for the game Kung Fu. 
And I was about like six, seven, eight, maybe. And I molly whopped everybody in that room. Like you had to get the highest score. Like you had 13 year olds, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, 40 year olds. I actually don't know how old the oldest person was. Cause remember like back in the day when you went to like fifth grade and your teacher, you thought they were like 60, but they were probably like 24 years old with a cocaine problem. That's how I thought when I was a kid, but waxed everybody in that right here. I got it hooked up on my thing. There's the article of where I was the Game Boy, a.k.a. the Nintendo Friendo. I will post this on my Instagram so you can see how I don't get over victories because you got to you gotta celebrate them wins, baby. Then the second year I went back in. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to get into it because I get real salty about it. Number six is my personality. Uh, I gained that over the years through my family, my friends, and just trying to such a weird thing because it, it definitely defined me as a person to get through everything because I wasn't the smartest person um, but I could always schmooze my way through high school which I did and I like being open a lot of people do like my personality in high school I think I got best personality um, which was very cool I was just like damn I was like people actually do like me and I use it to my advantage because um I just, I enjoy, I just enjoy that type of stuff. I, I never like having people feel not wanted or uncomfortable because I've been there too. So I like bringing people in and I think a lot of people enjoy my personality. It's so weird to say those types of things about yourself because it's like, oh, I have a great personality. Like, I don't think it's great, but I think it's enjoyable for some people by the way people act with me. Like, why is it so weird to say stuff like that? Yeah, man. If you're fucking awesome, you're awesome. Just admit it. This probably everyone watching this is fucking awesome in their own way. Find something that that you know is your best strong suit. Like one of my best strong suits is my personality. What's yours? Fucking think about it. Because you have one. I don't care what you think. So that kind of trans into school. Uh I didn't I didn't do well in school at all. I just kind of just flirted with every girl I could. My in was back in the day was like, you know what, learn all the boy bands so you can have an in with them and break the ice. And that was my go-to move. School was good. I wish I didn't go to college, but I, I, I don't because I met a lot of my best friends from college. But school was a trip because I just knew uh, I was never going to like get A's, B's. I just, I used my personality to get through. And there were so many times I got so sad and depressed because I would like fail tests or not get it because of my ADHD, which was undiagnosed at the time. So it was a battle, but friends and my personality helped me get through it. And um, yeah, fuck that. Fuck school, man. School sucks straight up. They don't teach you nothing. They teach you nothing, son. Eight is my humor. That has got me through a lot. Dark times, hard times, good times. I have a, I feel like the city I grew up in in Quincy has a different type of humor. Everyone like kind of gets it. And it's so weird to explain because everyone from my city and people always probably say this about their own, like across the board, everyone is fucking hysterical that I know in the city of Quincy. And they always pick up on like weird senses of humor or weird jokes or like sticks or sketches you're trying to do. And they just... It's like a big, like, fucking SNL skit every week. And I love it. I love Quincy so much. And that's where I got most of my humor. Um, number nine, another thing that helped me out, like, I think with confidence, was uh, professional wrestling as a young kid. As silly as that sounds, 
I think watching these like real life superheroes like do these things, it was like inspirational because like they had these theme songs. They like, didn't give a fuck. Like Ultimate Warrior just blast into the ring like running. If you're late for something and you have your headphones on, throw on the Ultimate Warrior theme song and you will shave about 15 seconds on your sprint time. No lie. Put that on. I had to run to the train one time. Threw on the Ultimate Warrior. I was I, I was quicker than the train. But professional wrestling, I think, helped my confidence a lot when I was a kid. And I'll never fucking forget this lady. I was waiting because my mom was sick at the time. She was in the hospital. And I was in the waiting room reading a WWF magazine. It had Mabel on the cover when he won the King of the Ring. You know? You know Mabel? He sucked. This fucking old woman sitting next to me leans over. She goes, you know that's fake, right? And I, like, did that thing. I was like, yeah. But I didn't know. I just said, yeah, because I didn't want to have the conversation. Man, I hope... I don't wish death on anybody. I don't, but I know she's dead by now. Sorry, not sorry. I fucking hate when people say that, but pro wrestling, great. Now, here it comes, guys. Number 10. Number 10, fitness. Specifically, yes. Pop quiz. What is the answer? Jiu-jitsu. You named it. That has built my confidence up so much and changed me as a person. My confidence has gone up and down so so much through life that I always second guess myself. And I think a lot of people do that too, where I'm like, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And I was never a fighter. I'm not a fighter. Um, I don't like getting into fights, but I wanted to always be able to protect myself in a way. And now with jujitsu, I, I got humbled real quick. They put me with the women and children like the first week and got absolutely dunked on by all those people. And I'm like, I'm a feminist, but I didn't get, I didn't mind getting beat up by women. Like there's some fucking badass women out there that will fuck you up. Go to, the, go to a jujitsu gym and find any white belt female and she will mark you. I don't care how big you are. You're getting tapped out and put to sleep, but that's helped me out a lot. So if I was ever out and about, I would feel good about if I was attacked. And if any couple came up to me and Lindsay, Lindsay boxes, she'll fucking hit you with a fucking one, two piece. No, she won't. We would probably run away. <laughs> It'd probably be us that like, people would beat the shit out of us. Number 11 is holding a microphone. Another, co- I think this is just confidence boosters. Um, karaoke was a big thing for me. Again, I love the spotlight, love making people laugh. And karaoke was like the first time I really got comfortable behind the mic, which transcended to doing stand-up. And I'm not still doing stand-up. And the reason I don't is because I feel like it's too clicky and I didn't, I just didn't like the atmosphere really. But it helped my confidence, and it was one of those things that's like, if I never did it, I would always have to be like, well, what if? What if? So if you have one of those moments, go do it. Who gives a fuck? Do shit that scares you. That's why I'm doing these interviews with fucking wild-ass topics, like postpartum. Wait till you see the interviews that I got coming up. Like, not next week or not the week after, but you'll see. You will see. And I'm already sweating. So holding the mic was huge. Number 12, uh, another dark one, is Depression. Yeah, that kind of speaks for itself. Um, You got to get through the low times to get back up on the high times. Like I say, chumbawamba, get knocked down, get up again. I could go into more about this, but I think this podcast is uh, pretty pretty much that. And then to go off top of that is recovery and therapy, which if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be where I am today. So next up, the podcast. This podcast has pretty much curbed my depression so much and all the nice things people say and listen, especially my friends on Twitter, man, they're so fucking supportive. 
I would list them all, but it would take so much time. So you know who you guys are, the odd pod community, the odd pods. We're kind of losers. Um, but yeah, the podcast was huge. The game show I was on, Match Game. Well, I was on two game shows, Let's Ask America and Match Game. Season 3, episode 14 or 15, I forget. The one with George Costanza and Bubba Watson. Go watch that. Spoiler alert, I won. That was like a crazy thing to to have. And it was one of those things I was like, I really enjoy life. And I had a lot of signs from Lindsay's uh, deceased sister, Alana, when I was in the waiting room. Like, purple is cystic fibrosis. So I saw, like, purple a lot. And the girl I went up against had purple hair and purple pants. I heard uh, my wedding song in the waiting room. It was just like... Everything was coming together and my confidence was just like, I was just ready to go and like punch that game in the mouth. A couple more. I know this is going over. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <clears throat> animals. This kind of goes back to the death. You need animals in your life. I know. I don't know if you're allergic or not, but go get some sort of animal. Go save an animal. A hamster, snake, fucking gorilla. Who gives a shit? Go get an animal. Take care of it. Love it. And then... If you ever have to put an animal down and I find out you don't do this, I am not your friend. I don't care how hard it is. When you have to put your animal down, you are going in that room with them and saying goodbye as they get put down. That is one of the hardest things to do as a human being. And I'm already dreading it with my four animals. And I've already made plans where I'm going to have um, a doctor come and euthanize them. Uh, when it's time to go so the other animal can say goodbye. That's how crazy I am with my animals. But again, if you have an animal, you better go say goodbye to them because the last thing they need to see is you and not anything else. And I don't know why I'm so angry about that right now. So please take care of your animals when they have to say bye. Self-awareness, learning that. It was a thing I, I realized late in the game, but it's so good to have because at times I would feel like I was a little bit too much for people and it was tough to, it was tough to realize that realizing self-awareness was a uh, unlockable feature in my life. And, uh, I know when I'm wrong now, even though like when I was depressed, I, everyone else was wrong. And, uh, like I was annoying a lot of people. Like I'm, I'm a lot. I am a lot. If you know me in person, you can only take me in doses, and I realize that. And sometimes the self-awareness sounds self-deprecating or I'm, like, thinking too much into it, but it is good to have self-awareness, and I'm glad because uh, if you don't, you're fucking even more annoying. Shitty jobs. you got to have fucking shitty jobs in your life. you got to pay your dues and shitty jobs to uh, appreciate the ones you have now. Have shitty jobs. Make your kids have shitty jobs, and I feel like there will be a lot easier growing up. Next is traveling. I love meeting people. I love seeing different places. I haven't done it in a while. Me and my wife need to do it more. We want to go to Japan so bad. Um, I've been to like every state on the East Coast, been out to Arizona. I want to go to the West Coast more. I've been to Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England. Um, I've been to Antigua for my honeymoon. There's just so many places I want to go, and I love going to airports and watching people. I will go to an airport two hours before and just sit there and watch people. One time I had to sit in an airport for six hours because my college closed down and I had nowhere to go because I was in North Carolina. So I sat in an airport for like six hours, which was fucking crazy. And I didn't, I didn't get mad about it. And that was before like smartphones. I had a flip phone that played like 30 second intervals of ringback tones. Hated to love it. 50 cent in the game. 
played like every 30 seconds. My last one, and she's probably sitting here steaming right now. Absolutely steaming. And that's why I waited for the end. Love and Marriage fucking Al Bundy. The best show. No, I'm just kidding. My wife, Lindsay, met her 11 years ago, I think. Fuck, we got married in May 5th. Not May 5th, May 9th. Shit. 2015. Shit, man. Um, I don't even know what to say anymore. That hasn't been said about Lindsay. Um, she's uh, she's never given up on me. And it fucking... Damn. I thought I was going to get through this without fucking crying. I told you. You're going to get your boy crying on one of these episodes. But... I just love Lindsay so much. And I know you're listening. I love you guys so much. <laughs> Fuck. Just the shit she had to deal with. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> fucking sitting here crying on the fucking podcast. But either way, Lindsay, uh, Probably should have been number one on that list, but I wanted to save her for last. Just to terrorize her, like I always do. So, um, I didn't think of any movie or fucking music suggestions. So, I just, I love you guys so much. And I know I say it every week, and I truly appreciate it. I appreciate it every week when someone says something nice. I have so much cool stuff planned. Um, but thank you guys so much for checking out. Sorry this ran over a little bit. Um, but yeah, go have yourself a fucking week. Like I always do where the party at, tell me where it is. Cause I, I keep asking people every week where the party at and no one tells me I'm just kidding. Cause it's right here. Have a good one guys. Hello, this is. Hi, this is Tim's wife, Lindsay McCarthy. <laughs> <You're listening. laughs> I'm not good at this. Well, that's cool. The first one was good. Keep going. <laughs> Hello, my name is Lindsay McCarthy. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim's wife, Lindsay McCarthy, and you're listening to 20 Tim Minutes. Why do you sound a lot louder than I do? Because you got to talk into it. Okay. Hi, my name is Lindsay McCarthy, and I'm Tim McCarthy. Damn it, I keep doing that. Okay, hold on. I get it. Come on. Hi, this is Tim's wife, Lindsay McCarthy, and you're listening to 20 Tim Minutes. (laughs) Hello, this is Tim's wife, Lindsay McCarthy, and you're listening to 20 Tim Minutes. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.